Well, hello and welcome to a special edition of the Worship Life Podcast with Mike Harland. I'm your co-host, Brian Brown, and Mike, uh, these are truly unprecedented <laughs> well, the, times. The, the, the key word in what you just said was special. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, I, I don't know that, you know, you and I have lived a while. Um, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, it, there's nothing that even reminds me of this. Uh, so it's what Correct, an unusual yeah. time to be alive. Yeah, I think that the unique time that we live in means it, w- it was going to be different uh, than any other time in history. Uh, the ability of social media to communicate instantaneously to every, just practically every individual all the way around the world. The moment uh, a decision is made at the White House or by the CDC, uh, very soon every American has that information. And so for us, for those of us in church work, that means all of our um, um, members of our church yeah. know everything we know yeah. as soon as we know it. <laughs> well, and you know, think so about this, it's too, It's challenging Brian. to think uh, about a response, you know, how to respond and be yeah. ready. Back in the day, too, long before social media and everybody you knew had a phone and, and on, on their person, no matter where they were, um, being right. able to communicate with your church to say something like, hey, we're not having small groups tomorrow. Uh, would oh, yeah. have been impossible uh, a generation ago. And yet now churches are making decisions in real time and communicating them. You know, just a few minutes ago, I got an email from my pastor uh, at Brentwood Baptist Church talking about what they're doing and how we're moving forward and all these things. And it it's crazy um, how, how quickly all of this is moving. So, you know, if our listeners hadn't figured it out yet, we're talking about this COVID-19 uh, coronavirus. And the impact that it's happening on all of us. I don't know. Maybe our listeners would be interested to know the impact on Lifeway so far, how it has changed what we're doing. I mean, it's been pretty remarkable. Uh, yeah, it has. Yeah. You know, since our calling is to serve the church, you know, that that's how we look at everything through that prism and through that perspective. But it is it is pretty amazing. Well, you know, we have a full um, call center that is dedicated right. to Lifeway worship. And those people are answering the phones all day long. Well, months ago, we made a transition because of technology and and all that was available to us. And honestly, because of uh, the commute into Nashville getting longer and longer and, right. and uh, the capability of our new headquarters uh, made this possible. But we, we months ago went to a system uh, that where our people that, ha- that talk to churches every day can talk to churches from anywhere and so it was very easy for us to say, uh, as as our president and our leaders, our governor, our mayor, begin to request businesses to send people home if we could. Well, I'm grateful, Brian, and really not to patronize you, but your leadership, really, you were the guy that kind of insisted that we get here quickly. And man, it was really nice to be able to look at our sales team and say, hey, work from home for now yeah. and realize that our service to churches has been uninterrupted, even though nobody's coming downtown to the offices. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. We did it for different reasons. Obviously, nobody could have anticipated this, but it does allow us to continue to serve our customers in a completely safe and reliable way. Yeah, you know what? And the interesting thing, I mean, here we are, you and I are recording a podcast, and we're using, uh, you You obviously did not open the podcast by saying, we're in the B.B. McKinney Studios because we're not. Correct. <laughs> you know, we're we are, not. We're you know, not in anything we could call the studio. We're not even together. We're not even in the same room. I mean, we're using right. phone technology and stuff right now just to record this podcast. And Tim Henning, our engineer, is is editing things together to pull this off. 
it that that's reminiscent of what churches, many churches, are now realizing. Oh, you know, maybe we haven't been streaming up till now, but we better figure this out. Um, and yeah, so right. I was talking. Uh, a lot of a lot of our folks know I'm on the board, the advisory board for CCLI and have been for some time. And I got a report yesterday from from Malcolm Hawker, who's the president and CEO of, of CCLI. And they've seen this huge surge in the last couple of days uh, in streaming licenses uh, because yeah, churches... Yeah, and that's important, Mike. Yeah. Uh, uh, to to yeah. tell our churches, if you're using LifewayWorship.com, that CCLI streaming license will allow you to stream using our tracks, our masters, everything that you get from LifewayWorship.com. If you want to stream that legally, CCLI does have a streaming license. It's something that your church needs eventually if you don't have it already. Yeah. And like you said, this this thing is um, definitely um, sped up people's race to technology. You showed me today how to use the uh, phone, the voice memo <laughs> feature on my iPhone. I didn't even know how to use yeah, it. You and do now, now we're using it to record this. And you know, yeah. Brian, that's why I'm here. I'm here to help you learn how to <laughs> Mr. use technology. technology. <laughs> Absolutely, I like it. And you're in big trouble if that, if I'm your source on that sort of thing. So, so here's Absolutely. the interesting thing too. I mean, we see churches are racing. Many churches are already in that space. And you talk yep. about LifewayWorship.com and how our prepay customers already have funds there, and they can start executing against that. But I'm also aware uh, that Lifeway's department, uh, call, we call it generosity. Uh, yep. They have online giving tools that if your church is not already, not already engaged in online giving, um, yeah. man, I would encourage you to tap into that opportunity. And because uh, if this thing continues, and by the way, none of us know, it, this could be over in three days, it could be over in three months. We just don't know because right. um, the changes are happening in real time based on discoveries and and, and what this virus is, where it's going and how it's acting. And nobody really knows. I mean, people are taking ultimate precautions, and we should. But we don't know where this thing's headed. But uh, I hope that our leaders that are listening to our podcast are embracing the ways that technology can help you stay connected. Yeah. And, you know, we're doing that in our work, Brian, as you just referenced. We had a meeting this morning with all of our leaders at Lifeway Worship, and we were doing it with a video conferencing tool, and and we're sending n- notes and messages back and forth to each other. So so uh, now's yeah. the time to take advantage of all of the technologies that can help us stay connected uh, till this thing settles down as some kind of new normal that we can all know what we're dealing with. Yeah, Lifeway Generosity. People can go to Lifeway.com and and search Generosity. There's several different packages there. One thing that's nice about that, what this will do is it gets you a presence on the web. If your church has no presence on the web at all and you don't even know how to create one, uh, Lifeway Generosity will create one, the purpose being so that people can give um, that way, but it also gives you an opportunity to have a web presence for the first time and to post other things there. Um, So it gives gives your church members um, a way to interact interact with you uh, if you don't have a web web presence already. So setting up online giving is a, is a good way to get you onto the internet and set up uh, with, a, with, an, with a web presence for your church. Now, now, Brian, I do want us to keep talking about some of the implications of, of what this has meant to Lifeway, and then we'll turn the corner and, and, and start talking to our leaders about the implications for the church, and not because yeah. we know, but just to, to maybe help help us ask the right questions. But um, 
But one of the things we're seeing, too, is, as you well know, many of our folks out there know, we shepherd the church supplies area of LifeWay's work. And one of those areas in the communion supplies area is something called pre-filled communion cups. There's some people out there that probably never heard of that or don't even know what that is. But what it is is a, a single packaged unit that has the juice and the wafer packaged together uh, in a single unit um, where where a church could actually use this and not have to pass a a right. tray of cups or a tray of of wafers that people are reaching into and pulling out a wafer right. at a time something that we've never even thought about before but probably perhaps the most sanitized way you can experience the cup of communion would be a pre-filled communion cup and and Ricky King and our guys that lead the work at uh, Church Supplies are working diligently to make sure churches can get their hands on communion uh, and pre-filled communion cups. Our manufacturer that, that leads the way in that are working round the clock to keep stock in of those communion supplies. So we're trying to do everything we can uh, to make sure churches can get their hands on what they need and one of those interesting resources that um, churches are beginning, I mean, the, our phones are ringing off the hook for pre-filled yep. communion supplies. It's been, been amazing to watch over the last couple of weeks. It really is an amazing thing. I've seen all kind of creative ways churches uh, pre-filled, of course, would be the most sanitary way. Uh, other sanitary solutions I've seen, uh, you put put. Um, a wafer in a communion cup and then stack another cup right on top yeah. of it with juice in it. Yep. If, if you don't have a pre-filled option right now, that's a temporary way. Uh, all, all of LifeWay's responding, and I think uh, the churches are going to see that with different ways to do Bible study, different ways yep. to do small groups, uh, yep. different ways to do streaming. Um, Ministry Grid has some options that are really good for home instruction. I was in a so, meeting a moment uh, you know, before we started our meeting, uh, meeting with other leaders here at Lifeway and adults and kids and student space and all of them, I think kids has already come out of the shoot with some free resources. I know yes. Ministry Grid is providing some free resources around training, yes. and, but also Bible study. And every business leader at Lifeway is mobilizing. How do we help churches in this time? And I would encourage our church leaders out there to to realize that Lifeway. One of the things about our, our our organization is that we aren't the church to us is not a market that we're trying to manipulate. It, it's it, the church, and the, and we are the church. Uh, we're right. we're we're here to serve the church. So Lifeway is trying to mobilize in every way uh, to help yeah. the church uh, with all these creative ways to try to keep ministry happening um, during a time when the church may not be congregating all together in one place. Yeah, Mike, uh, one of the things we're also doing here at LifeWay uh, that, that we did a while back that can be beneficial to churches, we created a mini playlist through all the various digital uh, service providers. So if you, you can um, go to Spotify, Pandora, whatever whatever place you might listen to music, that's a digital uh, service space for music listening, and you can find LifeWay worship playlists there that'll have most of your modern worship songs uh, yeah. as a way to, for people to continue there. We also have um, you know our tracks at LifeWay Worship 
com. The public domain stuff, you know, you can you can listen to uh, at no cost. And then, there, of course, there's some of those songs that we don't own, but there are uh, those songs you can find on the digital service providers on, on Spotify or on Pandora or wherever it is you listen to music. And look for the Lifeway Worship playlist there, and you can find good quality uh, recordings that you can play of, of any of the modern worship songs. And we're, we're ideating every day the whole of Lifeway leaning in on ways that we can do things that help churches and we understand that um, that churches need our help right now and all of Lifeway is leaning in and trying to figure out a way to do that. Yeah. So Brian, I mean, just kind of turning the page here and we really, I mean, in no way do we want this podcast to feel like a, we're trying to do a commercial for all these resources. We just want oh, leaders. No, no, no. We just want leaders to be aware that we we're in this thing too. And, and, um, and there may be some ways that Lifeway can help um, not just yes. in worship and music resources, but um, virtually anything a church is doing. Uh, every area of Lifeway is mobilizing uh, from our president, Ben Mandrell, all the way to every leader. Uh, we're trying to find yep. ways to use the resources of Lifeway and help the church through this unprecedented, really, time in all, any of our lives. Yeah. We've never seen anything quite like it. Um I want to kind of turn the page a little bit, uh, if you don't mind, and just talk a little bit about um, what what in the world God is doing here. What what what's mm-hmm. happening in, in in a crisis that throws our way of life uh, out of kilter? But boy, Brian, what a time to remember that this hasn't uh, affected the throne room of heaven one bit. <laughs> you know, in terms of yeah. of the command and control of the sovereign of the universe, he's he's not wringing his hands over COVID-19, I don't think. No, and again, it's just a reminder. Um, we we tend to think that we're in control. Yeah. And we tend yeah. to think that it's all about uh, what we can do and what we can't do. And, and it, this is a great reminder that we're really not in control of much and that uh, all of the things that we rely on for our safety and for our security, uh, even those things are not in our control as much as we think that they are, but we have a God uh, who's greater and who is our true source. He is our true supply. Um, He gives uh, willingly better than the gifts we would ever give ourselves, and these kind of moments remind us of that. You know, and what's exciting about a moment like this uh, and and we're not we're not indifferent to the suffering that's caused in the immediate because man let me tell you there are people that are suffering immediately if if that's not right. from the effects of the virus they're suffering from the effects of the response to the virus when you think right. about entire industries that are shutting down for a short term and Brian you know long time ago in your life you were you were a uh, uh, a, a hospitality banquet coordinator in a hotel chain. And, uh, yeah. you, you know, you, I, you think about hotels and airlines and, and those, those kinds of jobs called hospitality, uh, jobs, yeah, waiters, waiters waitresses. and waitresses and, and, uh, people, people that, you know, all of that. <clears throat> I mean, their lives, I, I think about uh, somebody that works in a hair salon and, yeah. and they're not drawing a salary. They're getting paid per the, per appointment. Uh, you know, uh, and, and, and all of the things that come into play, um, the, I mean, people are going to be hurting and hurting really, really quickly as a result of this. And, and so the church has an opportunity to really rise up and be the church, uh, to a, to a community that has more questions and answers right now. 
Uh, we live, you know, in, 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 in the United States in 2020, we live lives that have first world problems, not third world problems. That's correct. But That's this right. kind of crisis puts us back in touch with some of the real realities that people all over the world have to deal with all the time. And, and, and the church has an opportunity to really step into some places of ministry and, and be sensitive to the, the hurts and the needs. And we have something that, that can penetrate any crisis and change any circumstance. And that is the hope that's found in, in Jesus Christ through the gospel and, and, uh, and, and how that message uh, of hope can be delivered in ways now that can be far-reaching and far-impactful um, in a moment like this in a Absolutely. time of crisis. And uh, I think of that, that song, I believe it was Casting Crowns. I could be wrong on the artist. If we are the body, why aren't mm-hmm. his arms reaching? And th- this is the time for the arms to reach. This is a time for yep. Christians who know that, that we're living in a temporary space and that the greater l- l- eternal life with Jesus is yet to come. And so while we're meeting these temporal, physical needs of our neighbors, um, showing showing true compassion and kindness um, that should be representative of every Christian heart, uh, we can also show them uh, to to um, a God who can take care of them not just in this life but in the in the eternity that is to come. Yeah. And I really hope churches take advantage of what you're right, Mike. From from a ministry perspective, is just an amazing opportunity. We've seen, you know, this is almost forgotten. Uh, a little over a week later, the devastating tornadoes yeah. we're still recovering from here in Middle Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. Those were what an opportunity uh, for us to serve our neighbors and many 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 churches. Churches and Christians are doing that right now, still helping as in the midst of this crisis. Uh, we still see people donating uh, the kinds of resources that some people are hoarding, uh, people in Middle Tennessee donating those to uh, tornado survivors as well as uh, their neighbors and friends that might need them. I've seen stories of churches um, for shut-in uh, seniors that might need some resources, churches working on getting resources delivered to the more vulnerable populations in their church. Uh, we have, yeah, as you know, a senior citizen centers not accepting any visitors right now, and I think that's right and, and healthy, but church is figuring out a way uh, to minister uh, to those places as well. So I think this just creates tremendous opportunities for us to reach out, to do unto others as we would have them do unto us, um, and not be... Um, uh, you know, given over to that selfish instinct of self-preservation in this, uh, where storing up things where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal, but uh, using this as an opportunity to serve and to give people eternal things. Yeah, I, I, you know, them. Brian, I, I think you're you're exactly right on that point, and I mean, I, I think it reveals, and I, you know, and I'm I'm just like anyone else would be in this. I think our tendency, especially when you're when you're a husband and a father and a head of household and, and when you're a mother uh, or, or you're a leader of a ministry, uh, we start thinking about protecting us and protecting ours and our needs and our needs. And I love the way you said it just a minute ago. Instead of hoarding, uh, why don't, why aren't we donating? I mean, instead of instead of uh, only looking inward and making sure, and, and we do have our responsibilities. And I'm not suggesting sure. we shouldn't be sensitive to the needs of our families and the people that we 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 shepherd. But man, what what an opportunity to look beyond and see where where can we invest? Where can we serve? And I think the church has a great opportunity. You know, a lot of churches are having little house. 
uh, life group things that are happening. You know, I, I saw on Facebook and other platforms how people are gathering in small groups and all those things. Who knows how the Lord could could use that as people begin to reach into their communities and say, hey, none of us are getting to church this weekend, but we're, we're gathering at my house, uh, you know, and if you're well and we're all well, let, let's get together and, and let's study the Word of God together. I mean, there, there's no telling. And here, here's what I do know. I know that the Lord has the power to take all that is happening here, both health-wise for the world and also the impact of the economy and the structures that are being threatened. And I know that God has the power uh, to turn every bit of this into a, a, a history-changing moment uh, for the glory of God where the Spirit of, of Christ um, and, and where, where the Holy Spirit moves across the world in, in a way that we've never seen before. Because unprecedented times uh, very well could be ushering in an unprecedented move of God in our lifetime. And, and, and I, I want to just ask all of us as we listen to this and share this, this podcast together, let's pray to that end, that God, that God accomplishes those things. Uh, you know, our economy won't be around in eternity, but the souls of humanity will. And, and Amen. let's, let's pursue God's glory being revealed in the souls of men uh, through the, the hardship of dealing with this virus. Amen. Mike, my mind was just turning back to 9-11. And I remember in those moments how people were driven into the house of God. And of course, at this moment, we can't gather together collectively. It's different in that way. But there's coming a time when this too shall pass. And this too, everything has its season. This will have its season. And we will gather together again. And Mike, can you imagine what those oh, worship my. services are going to yes. be like, even if they're months yes. from now? And, and how much more people are going to appreciate Appreciate the ability to gather together with other brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, we've talked so much about being a Christian means more than just living your own individual relationship with Christ, but it also means living in Christian community. And we're using technology to enable that to continue. But when we're able to gather together again physically with the saints, what precious worship services are going to come out of that? And it can only come out of this season of wandering in the desert. Um, the, The longer and more difficult this season is in many, many ways, God, the way he turns everything toward his good and for his glory. These reunions that are going to happen all across the country and Christian communities when we're finally able to gather together again. Uh, it's going to be just amazing. It's going to be I, amazing. I and I, you know, day. Brian, I mean, I, I'm getting chill bumps hearing you talk about that because there is going to be a day when the church gathers again. Uh, yeah. And it may be in two weeks and it may be in two months. We don't, we don't know here today as we're recording this, but there is a day when the church will come back together. And maybe this little season is going to remind all of us of just what that means to us. And boy, uh, wouldn't it be just like the Lord to show us the value of the corporate experience uh, by us having a season here where we don't experience it? And I think about the church around the world that never experiences uh, uh, the things that we take for granted. Uh, where they're in hiding, where the church has to be underground and invisible to a government that that wants to exterminate it but can't. Um, I, I think you're right. I think this season is going to make all of us realize how important this aspect of our lives really is. And I cannot wait till we gather again and fill the room up with praise. I I really think the writer of Hebrews was talking about that 
that the value of corporate worship in, in the 10th chapter of the book of Hebrews, that encourage everybody to read that and be reminded of that picture of the body, why we need each other so much corporately, how it encourages and, and strengthens us every time we gather together. Absolutely. Brian, Brian, I'm like curious. That, I was, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I was, I was thinking about Revelation, you know, even if... Even if, because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Even if we never again yep. could gather together physically on. on this earth, there's coming a day. Come on. Preach. And everyone's going to stand Preach. around the throne and sing, worthy, worthy is the mm-hmm. lamb that was slain. We're going to be together again, no matter what happens in this world and in this life. And in this virus never allows us to gather again physically here. We've got a great reunion coming. You know what? And that's, and, the, and that's the beauty of our faith. Hey, and there's no virus that will ever touch that. So, I mean. That's exactly uh, right. Uh, uh, the, that, the reunion's that, coming. Yeah, that victory has happened, and uh, Amen. and eventually uh, that will be all of our lot. I, you know, I think to close it out, maybe we ought to just get real practical. I was thinking a couple of things. Man, I would encourage people out there to, to uh, if you're going to stream your services, um, uh, make sure you're doing that legally. If you're going to stream the music, and that's easy to do, contact our friends at CCLI. Go online. Uh, as a matter of fact, they are they're they're working hard to make it easier than ever because they understand churches are kind of racing to this. Even if you don't have permission and you don't have a license, you can still stream music that is in the public domain, which That's would right. be which would be uh, hymns um, that that uh, I I don't want to put a copyright date out there, but if it's an older established traditional hymn that's been around in the church a couple of hundred years, it's safe. You can stream it. You can do anything. It's in the public domain. It's it's what we would call an inactive copyright. There's no nothing that would prohibit you from from taking that and using it. If you're if you're using tracks, that's that's a little more complicated. You definitely need to be a, do a license there, even if it's a public domain hymn. I don't want to make this podcast about copyright, but but just right. know that if you're using tracks, that's a little more involved than than just live performance of music. Um, and then I would encourage people that are doing that. Um, if, if, if you can't take the steps of getting the license, uh, then just stream the Bible study. You can do that without music and, and that would be easy to do. And you can do it with, with Facebook live. If you've got a Facebook account and your church is, if you can start a group for your church and your members sign on to it, um, and then, then, um, then you've got an instant way to send out your services across Facebook if you go the license route and you're streaming your music and your sermons, um, I would encourage you during this time, it's not the time to introduce a new song. <laughs> um, or, you know, you might present one as a solo, but but for people to sing along and be engaged from their homes or from a remote location, it needs to be the most familiar, known yeah. stuff that you have. And then I would also say, make sure the contents content of encouragement Content of, uh, of of the truth of Scripture uh, that talks about Jesus, that talks about His promises, and and serve the church the very best way you can in worship through this through the platforms that are available to us in digital media. Facebook is just one of those, but um, you can stream them. You can and Lifeway, we're here to help you with that. If you have any questions about it, we actually our our department, Craig and I worked on it together. We published an article. They came out a few weeks ago, or a few days ago, I should say, and maybe Tim, our engineer, can attach this article to the to this podcast 
on uh, how to stream and, and more specifics about how that works for those of you that are listening and you say, man, I don't even know where to start. We've actually got an article that we just published about that. So, Brian, yeah, man, and Lifeway, Lifeway Digital Pass also has some great resources there. Yeah, that's good, too. Well, um, so this is our first podcast done this way, uh, but we just yeah. wanted to reach out to our audience and just say, keep praying, stay faithful, keep shepherding, uh, love your people well, um, and look for the look for the unexpected uh, move of God that's going to come out of this. Because I, I believe, I really believe God's up to something that we couldn't even comprehend if we knew what it was. So uh, may we see it in our lifetimes. Yeah, I can't wait to see what God's going to do. And uh, hopefully um, we'll be willing and uh, ready for God to use us as he sees fit to his glory. Um, Until next time, uh, this has been a special edition of the Worship Life Podcast with Mike Harlan. And we look forward to getting back together again. Yes. Maybe we ought to call this, instead of the B.B. McKinney Studios, let's call this the B.B. McKinney Bunker. We are we are in the, the bunker. bunker. Oh, we're in the bunker <laughs> of BB. We're the BB McKinney bunker. Bunker that is plural. You know, uh, plural. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, what a privilege to be able to reach out this way and encourage our folks today. It's been great. Until next time, from Mike Harlan, this is Brian Brown saying thanks for joining us on the Worship Life Podcast with Mike Harlan. We'll be back together to talk about all of these ministry needs and music again very soon. <laughs>